Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. To paraphrase the Egyptian Book of the Dead, let us bear in mind and never forget, the words we use are not reality. Only reality is reality. Pictures and hieroglyphics convey their ideas better than words. The tongue brings confusion and misunderstanding. Our scenario is entitled The Necropolis. It was written by Lee Carr. It's a one-shot, and I am your game master. This is version two. We've played it once before. Uh, the five players, some of whom are new to our group, were given pre-generated characters. Let's introduce them. Troy Wheeldryer will be playing the wealthy dilettante Humphrey Trumbull. Zane Fleming will be playing... Uh, the linguistics professor, Bartholomew Garadex. Uh, Mike will play, Mike Ray will be playing Dr. William Harrigan, an archaeologist. Tim Hart will be playing an ex-soldier and security chief, Clyde Harris. And Jeff Beck will be playing a plucky teenager, Arav Lamba. It's as hot as blazes in the midday Egyptian sun, but let's leave the light behind and begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> it was just a couple of months ago when Professor Bartholomew Garadex received a letter from millionaire Humphrey Trumbull asking if he would be interested in joining his archaeological dig in Egypt. Trumbull needed a linguistics expert fluent in ancient Egyptian. The uh, professor was thrilled Finally, he would work on something really worthwhile. He looked over at his protege, a young man from Bombay, who had surprised the professor with how easily he managed to learn new languages. Arav Lamba was a plucky 18-year-old, almost a man, who had immigrated to England from Bombay, India, just three years previous. He loved to travel and see new sites. He had endeared himself to Professor Garadex and was excited when the professor asked him to accompany him to Egypt. In the realm of the very wealthy, there were few men to compare to Texas oilionaire Humphrey Trumbull. He had a good head for business, but he also loved getting his hands dirty, especially when the reward was historical discovery and the fame that followed. Egypt was a land of amazing and spectacular discoveries, and he'd already funded a dig in the and he had eagerly funded a dig in the Valley of the Kings. He'd hired a reputable archaeologist, Dr. William Harrigan, to oversee the dig and make sure everything was done by the books and well-documented for posterity. He also hired an ex-soldier, Mr. Clyde Harris, who looked like he could handle any problems that might come up. He would assist in much of the labor and security. Your team... They work well together, the patron, the professor, the archaeologist, the soldier, and the plucky teen as mascot. The sun was hot, the heat oppressive, which was a bit unusual for this time of year. It was just past noon on November 24th, 1924. You've been working tirelessly with shovel, spade, and trowel in the Egyptian Valley of the Kings. Exhaustion is setting in, but your reward is at hand. You and your comrades carefully unveil the entrance of an ancient structure buried deep in the cliff face. 
The contracted laborers had scuttled around you like busy ants, and now at last, a doorway is uncovered. You stand proudly at the base of 13 steps, descending into an entryway covered with an enormous stone slab. The laborers have constructed a makeshift pulley system over the excavation, and as you watch, they hoist the massive slab upwards, revealing a passageway. Stale air from the darkness invites you with a promise of untold treasure. With awe and wonder, you cross the threshold. You are mere steps away from fame and fortune. A long hallway slopes gradually downward, its walls decorated with hieroglyphics and illustrations. And from where you stand, you can see something glinting gold farther down the passage. Take it away. Well, gentlemen, here we are in the, the, the halls of the great pharaohs of old. Uh, look, I see something ahead. Uh, shall we investigate? Oh, please tell me we're going to go further, Professor. Oh, well, I, I, I suppose if it's safe, I'd I, I, I bring my, uh, my paper and pen with me to uh, see if there's any hieroglyphics that need uh, translation. I suppose I could take point. The wall is, in fact, covered with pictograms and uh, illustrations. Oh, I'm, I'm, if their case, I'm just looking at everything and taking notes and, and uh, picking up what I can. Okay. Um, as you're looking, what you see is, uh, what you, uh, at a glance, there is a picture on one side of the wall of a pharaoh in a chariot, and uh, he's hunting. Uh, there are numerous uh, depictions of people along the wall going off into the, into the distance, farther mm. into, into the passageway. Um, and at first glance, it almost seems like he's hunting them, but... Uh, you've never quite seen anything quite like this. The other unusual thing that you notice is that the the pharaoh is uh, painted black. Okay. Is there any um, anything that has um, pertaining to the name of this pharaoh or anything uh, like that? There are there are hieroglyphics farther down, but you can't quite see them from where you are. What's everybody else doing? Are you all entering and? As I'm making my way down through the tunnels, I'm making sure to take time and observe the footfalls of each step to make certain that we aren't triggering some sort of trap or machination. Well, you don't see any, any indication of trap, but go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. You're muted. I rolled a 48, which is a success. Okay. Um, you look down at the ground and you notice something kind of unusual. There are small quantities of look like, look like limestone chips. Um, not directly in the center of the floor, but kind of brushed to the side towards the walls. Um, like something had been uh, 
moved or changed. You also notice when you look around that the passage itself is, it's got some noticeable cracks in it. And once you notice that, uh, and as all of you begin to move farther down the passageway, you suddenly hear from outside a sharp snapping sound. The workers are calling out an alarm. There's another snapping sound, a grinding sound, and suddenly the stone slab comes crashing to the ground. You're trapped inside. You are plunged into darkness as the stone slab thunders into place. Well, gentlemen, I have a feeling we are stuck now. Oh, I hired the best, the best laborers from Cairo. They'll, they'll get that stone moving in the meantime. Let's light some torches and, uh, and uh, look, at, look at some of these fantastic hieroglyphs. These would look wonderful in, uh, in, in the net. Don't you agree, uh, Professor? Oh, yes, they're, they're, they're quite, uh, quite remarkable. Yes. I bet the Louvre would, uh, would, uh, would, would pay handsomely for, for these, uh, these hieroglyphs so we can get them out of here. So who has torches? I have candles. I don't light a candle. I don't have well, a torch. I guess I'll have to do. I have matches. I am I holding not. my eyes. I'm holding my eyes closed, just <coughs> encouraging my friends to do the same while we slowly acclimate our eyes to the darkness, especially since I'm stepping forward. Well, ah, grand idea. There is not even the remotest leak of light coming in, so you won't ever acclimate your eyes to this. Yeah. However, you do have, as you say, you have candles. Now, from your estimate, one of your candles will burn for about an hour. Right, okay. Our first mission, so to speak, would be to locate a source of illumination before we move too much further. You don't suppose the torch is still hanging around out here? No torches. No sconces or whatever. Nope. Um, can I go further down to where you said there was more more writings, and try and decipher who the tomb this tomb belongs to, or or, or something like that? So, Professor, you have the candle. Uh, no, I, I, I the doctor the has the candle, I believe. Well, the I candle doesn't illuminate very much. It, you know, it it's a candle. Professor, I will go with you. All right. So yeah, I, I, over here, Doctor. Uh, I want to inspect some of these these walls and see if I can uh, decipher who who this tomb belongs to and any danger that might lie ahead. I'll hold the candle up towards the wall. Well done, Professor. I'd love to see. Um, there are quite a few hieroglyphs. Um, it's it's a strange dialect. It seems to be. At first, not making much sense to you, but go ahead and do a hieroglyphics roll. Hieroglyphics roll, okay. I've got a 27 out of 70. Okay. Uh, I have sent you a private message. Okay. Has anyone got any uh, oil or kerosene or anything of the sort here? just matches. Sorry, Mr. Harris, I don't have any of that. Does anyone have a wooden shaft or some sort of metal shaft other than my pry bar here? I have a mallet. 
I don't know why I just switched to an English accent, but all right. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, if, if my translations are correct, uh, this, this here, this passage, uh, woe unto those who seek happiness in the afterlife. That does not exist. Let's see. Well, that's not the normal, isn't it? Uh, no, I, I, I must say no. Uh, well, uh, are there any uh, inscriptions of, uh, of, of the great god Osiris, the, the god of the afterlife? Uh, do, um, sorry, I'm switching into British accent too. <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, I, I seem to be throwing everyone's access off. You, yeah. you, you see no depiction of Osiris or Isis or anything. No, not no, nothing of the familiar gods of uh, of uh, Egyptian law seem to be uh, present within the, these writings. Hmm. Perhaps uh, we've uncovered a secret cult of some sort. Uh, this will. Everyone, do oh, a, a a listen rule. Do we have listen? I guess we have listen. Yeah. Yeah, oh, listen is a thing. Uh, I fail. I got an nine out of fifty, so I did an extreme success. Oh, I got a I got a forty out of forty. I just passed. Fifteen hard success. I failed miserably. Seventy nine. Well, Arav Hill hears it first because he's closest to the, the 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 door that you came through. You can hear sounding. It, it sounds like distant tapping and hammering. And maybe, so you got such a good role, you think you can hear the voices of the workers outside. So oh. it sounds like they're trying to get the slab. Does anyone... They'll get through momentarily. Professor, they're, they're, it seems like they're working on the slab right now. Uh, well, I, I, I surely hope so. Uh, I don't want to be in here for the rest of uh, all time, like whoever this tomb belongs to. We're only visitors here, my young man. Oh, definitely not. Still, this is quite a fascinating adventure, isn't it? Oh, yes. There not is fair. something that bothers you, though, Arav. But you also think you hear them laughing. Uh, professor. What, what? Yes. I, I don't think they're quite keen on maybe hurrying up. They're kind of laughing up there. Laughing? Well, well I, don't, I don't see why this would be a laughing matter. That's... I don't uh, certainly find it funny. No. Uh, I'm free. Uh, uh, who are these, uh, these workers you say you've hired? Uh, my my uh, young Lambert here says he, he hears them laughing outside. Laughing? Laughing? What the hell are they laughing about? Uh, well, I paid them good money. I paid them good money up front to help us. So uh, they, better, they better hurry that up. What are you implying, Professor? Well, I, I'm in I, my young man here, Lambe. He's got no reason to lie. He, he said he can hear the men working outside to get the slab open, and they're, they're laughing. I, I don't find anything humorous about this situation we find ourselves in, sir. Do you? I just think we shouldn't be turning our backs on one another so soon as we've just. Yeah, no one's turning their back. We're just questioning as why the men outside find this such a humorous situation. Now, now, now! No need to, no need for lollygagging. We'll, uh, we'll just, we'll just work our way through these hieroglyphs. They'll get through momentarily. Hey, on the plus side, it is quite cool in this, uh, in this chamber. And before we continue, I would certainly like a brief accounting of what it is that we, we've got amongst ourselves before we continue on. What is it you all have on your persons? 
Well, I, I have my uh, my pen and pad, as you can see. Uh, I have a few matches and, and a pack of cigars. Uh, I, I was saving for the celebration of finding the tomb. And, and I, I must say I have uh, my, my beef jerky with me as I get a little hungry now and then. So something to snack on. And you, boy? Uh, I have uh, these scraps from lunch, sir. And, and I have uh, this water flask. I see. I've Dr. also got a flask of water and my daddy's pocket knife, uh, pen and paper. <coughs> matches in my, my, my vice, my cigarettes. I have plenty of rope here, gentlemen, and well, some candles. I feel like we should uh, consider rationing out our water before we continue too much further. We don't know how long we're going to be in here, and I know I don't have any, so let's keep an eye on that. Now, I've got my shirt here, and we could certainly attempt to infuse it with some of that wax you got there and see if we can make it burn a little bit longer, but that's up to you. We can make an impromptu torch out of this shirt here. Uh, did you say you had some rope, Doctor? I do, Professor. Uh, well, could I make the suggestion that possibly we we tie ourselves together so we, we don't get lost if we decide to delve further into the tomb? We can. I will start. Right. Fine, fine. Um, Dr. Bartholomew, I assume you are still looking at the walls. Yeah, as this is all going on, I'm, I'm still uh, uh, making notes and, and uh, picking up the, what, the hieroglyphs that I, I definitely recognize and trying to, to translate as I go, yes. Do a, do a spot hidden for me. Uh, I got a two. Okay. Um, uh, as, you're, as you're looking at these hieroglyphs, you're, you're, you're noticing where bits of them have flaked off because of the, the plaster, and that there's, there's fairly large cracks through this whole area. And you sort of are, are, are running your finger along a crack, and your finger goes through the plaster, and you realize that there's, there's a little, like, cubby hole hidden mm. behind the plaster in front of you. Uh, oh, I, I say, uh, uh, doctor, uh, br bring that candle closer, would you? Yes, professor. I'll hold it closer. You've you've opened up with your finger about you know a, a finger sized hole, uh, and you you realize you you know there's air behind there. When you when you hold up your candle and you look through, you can't see it very well. Uh, you could probably rather easily pull off more of the plaster. In the process, you'll be destroying a little bit of the picture. But uh, mm. you're pretty sure that there is. Uh, a cubby. It's about two foot by two foot, uh, and you can't tell the depth going back. Uh, uh, doctor, I, I believe this might be a, a job for you. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, damage more of the, of this wall. I don't want to lose any of the hieroglyphics, but it seems like there there seems to be some cubby hole or, or some, some sort back there. Uh, do you think uh, you and, and perhaps um, uh, the, Mr. Harris could... could um, uh, see if you could, if there's anything else in there, perhaps. Uh, I, I'm not as adept with this, with this site of work. It's, it's more the readings that I'm, I'm uh, obsessed with. Would you like me to chisel away at the wall? Uh, well, well, I, 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 it is my expedition, <laughs> gentlemen. If you harm these hieroglyphs, I swear, uh, yes. I no. have your head. Uh, I agree. I don't want to damage the writings, please. Uh, uh, 
I trust your expertise, Doctor, in excavation. Mm. As do I, yes. Well, it looks like to you that there's a part of it that you can remove. I can probably get my... Go ahead. And you can also uh, write down the hieroglyphs that you're seeing so that if they're damaged, then... Yeah, I'm I'm making notes of all the ones that are around it. Can I take a rubbing? With very little effort. Uh, you you see that the plaster almost crumbles away in that spot, and there is a um, a, a cubby hole about two foot by two foot um, that it looks like it goes back maybe three feet, and there's something setting back there. It's leaning up against a wall. It's it's only about that big, and it looks like it's wrapped up in something. If I put my hand in there, would I be able to grab it? Or? Yeah, and you know, when you touch it, you're feeling what feels like cloth or, uh, you know, something along that lines. I'm going to stretch and grab it and take it out and open it up. It's fairly light, and once you pull it into the light of the candle, what you can see is that it is a small, looks like a package, all wrapped up in... Uh, in linen, and it has a wooden head on it of a dog. Well, look at this gentleman, a wooden figure of a dog. Well, you're pretty sure that it's a a mummified dog with a wooden head that's been attached to it. Uh, Yes, yes, fascinating. Can I do an occult role to see if I can relate this to any sort of religious practice? Um, yeah, you can do occult. You could also do archaeology uh, <coughs> if you have it, or uh, something along that line. Archaeology, but I'll. I'm going to roll an archaeology on it. Ooh, yeah, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> Ooh, I got a ninety for archaeology. I got a ninety-five on occult. <laughs> Well, you're not exactly sure what the significance of this is, but if the pharaohs had things buried with them, I suppose they could have their pets buried with them too. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Garadex, once again, do a, a well. Rather, let's let's have uh, Lambda, uh, Lamba, <laughs> Arav. Do a, a a spot hidden check. All right, spot hidden. Holy crap! Unlucky tonight. Ot nine again on a seventy five percent spot hit, making it extreme. So as you're standing there, you notice the place where they removed the plaster from. Uh, as they're fascinated and staring at this mummified dog, you notice bits of the plaster breaking off and falling to the ground and the crack is becoming more prominent heading towards <coughs> the door you're also getting little sprinkles of dust coming from the ceiling i kind of rapidly start tapping the professor on the shoulder professor 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 yes professor. yes yes young man what yes what what can i do for you yeah. that looks bad Point, point at the crack. It, oh. it definitely looks like this is not a very stable chamber. Uh, 
Uh, uh, uh, Humphrey, um, uh, I believe we may have a, a, a slight uh, issue. Uh, I, I think potentially that the ceiling may come down on us. What? What? Uh, and I crack, point out crack, the crack, crack, crack. All right, yeah. all right. Let's 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 get out into the main main hall here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the as you move down the the passageway. Um, it remains, it, for about 30 feet, it, it remains passageway. And then there is obviously built into it an archway. However, the archway has been sealed up. Mm -hmm. um, right in front of that, between you and the archway, there is a, a table. Uh, at first glance, it looks like it's made out of gold. And there is a chest that definitely looks like it's made out of gold. There is also about a, a three-foot hole in the bottom right-hand corner of this sealed passage where it looks like somebody has broken through and dragged these things out from inside. Ah, grave diggers. You definitely well, are the first people here. You no. Know. And the, their uh, shall become our riches. The wall in front of you, the archway, it has an inscription in the center. Um, it has what look like, uh, they're not exactly hieroglyphs, but they're sort of uh, ancient Egyptian mystical symbols. Okay. Um, things that you've seen before. Uh, Tutankhamun's tomb was found just, just a few months previous. Um, but there is a hieroglyphic inscription in the center, and uh, Professor, can you see what that says? I'm going to observe his candle flame as he stands there, stilly reading the hieroglyphs, and see which direction the flame is pulling towards, or if it's just hovering straight up and down. It seems to be just hovering straight up and down. Uh, if my uh, uh, translations are correct, which they usually are, um, uh, only those who prove themselves worthy will become my servants. Huh. That's all that's there. My servants? Who yes, but servants to, to who? Yes. Yeah. And where the uh, how, how big what? is the hole? Is it, so it's obviously big enough they've, they've dragged a table and right. chairs. So it's, it's, about, size of, it's about three feet, you know. Right. But it's um, obviously very crude. It's obviously been broken out. Yeah. Of the wall. The, the table is not in great condition. It, it, it's obviously made out of wood, but it's <coughs> covered in gold. Is and there any hieroglyphics on the table? There's, uh, there's uh, uh, what do I want to say, bar relief all over it. Yeah, but it doesn't look unusual. It's it's all, all right. patterns of uh, you know like lotus blossoms and what you'd expect. It's a very ornate table. However, it's in it's in pretty bad condition. Um, right. the, wood, the wood is rotted away. The chest, however, looks like it ain't made out of wood. It looks like it's made out of solid gold, and it looks mm. like it probably weighs a freaking ton. Mm. Oh, this is just exquisite, gentlemen. This will. So I, I'm going to kind of examine the chest closer. Okay. Um, 
there doesn't seem to be any kind of locking mechanism. Um, I'll open the chest. Okay. Uh, the chest is empty. However, if you look really closely, you can see that there looks like there was something in it, like possibly treasure, because uh, there's like a few glass beads in the bottom that are still there, but, but the rest of it is cleaned out. The inside is also lined with gold. Okay, and you said it's kind of covered in symbols? like It's uh, covered in, you know, d decorations. Oh, the decorations. Definitely what you would call decoration. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I say, Trumbull, um, it, it looks like there, there, something was, was once in this, this box here, um, this chest. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that whoever made this hole uh, took whatever was in it out and then went back in is, and, and didn't make it out of in there? And I point towards the hole. Well, what I'm trying to figure out is how did someone get in here and then that stone slab is still in the front of the, the entrance? Uh, and well, perhaps that, the, perhaps there's another entrance. Perhaps, yes. Yet there's nothing given air to this area. The candle's not even moving. Well, I mean, there's a, yeah, exactly. There could be another entrance uh, that is also sealed up somehow. Right. I'm going to uh, examine the wall and see if there's any other plaster we can move away to possibly move get another entrance. <coughs> are, are you talking about the archway? Um, Mm -hmm. This this is actually it, it's the equivalent of brickwork, so it's pretty thick. Somebody somebody used a lot of labor to to dig to break through this wall, so it doesn't give as easily. You also notice as you're sitting there, uh, sort of looking at it, uh, that you can hear way off in the distance the the work crew trying to get through the stone slab, but when you glance back in that direction, you can see little wisps of sand and dust coming through the, the, the blocks in the ceiling. So maybe their work is also making it even more unstable to be in that passageway. I have a feeling if they keep pounding, we will be stuck in here too. Is there any reason, uh, do, do you know, Doctor, whether that why they're... Um, they're trying to, to blow through the slab as opposed to lifting it as they did last time. Uh, not sure. Trumbull? Ara, would you come would you come with me for a moment, please? I'm gonna if you blokes would or if you folks would like to come with you're more than welcome, but I'm gonna go try to direct those folks to stop for now in their current endeavor. I I believe that's probably a wise idea. I have no idea why they're not just trying to pull it away as they did the last time. Perhaps it's lodged. Perhaps it would be better if they, uh, if you were to tell them that we'd be happy to pay for help from maybe some Berbers or something like that in the area. Fine, fine, oh, whatever. This this gold chest will fetch. Uh, will 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 be will be more than enough to uh, to cover the costs of our, our visit. So tell them to stop, and I'll I'll pay them extra. Do you, does anyone want to go with us? Should we all stay together or no? All right. Uh, take take Lumber um, so he can uh, translate it into Egyptian for you. Yes, yeah, so I don't speak Egyptian, my friend. Lumber, take, take a candle. speak English. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the candle then and follow Mr. Harris and Mr. Trumbull. Okay, so the other viewers are standing in front of the hole in pitch dark. Well, near pitch darkness as they walk away with the candle. Oh, is there only one candle? No, I have four. I'm going to light another one. 
Oh, okay. Or you guys could just sit still for now, and we can. All right. We don't burn it. Burn multiple candles low at the same time. Um. When you go back to the slab, um, go ahead and do a luck roll for me. Whoever went back to the slab. All right. And what are you? Tr- what What exactly are you doing? We're trying to encourage them to go find help with the Berbers. But how? That will pay for help to get out of here. How are you communicating with them? Through the slab. If there's sand falling and we are able to hear them, then they should be able to hear us. I'm having Arov translate. Well, you can barely hear them. This is a half-foot-thick solid stone slab. You can hear noise, but... Okay. So, um, I mean, we'll try. That's what we're gonna yell. You know. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to try to yell, not we'll like say, in a panic yell, but in a very uh, scary yelling. Go ahead. Did I say do a luck roll? Uh-huh. Yeah. Roll. Twenty. I pass. Do I, do I need to roll two? Since I'm sure. There? Okay. More chances. You're the one. Really you're the one who's probably yelling. By three. <laughs> yep. It, that's true. 46 out of 60. Okay. You don't know whether you've communicated with them. You've you've screamed a, a message and you think maybe they might have heard you, but... Does the sand falling stop? No, not really. The This, this might be uh, imminent in collapse, this part of the... All right, let's let's move back to the back to the the chess gentleman. We'll just put it in God's hands at this point. Let's let's go. All right. So We're you're back to the chess. Out of here. What would you guys like to do next? I mean, as I'm going along, I want to see if I can locate some for, some form of a, a metal or reflective surface, perhaps. There's nothing like that in this area, except for the the chest. Mm-hmm. So the only so so it's basically like a dead end at the end of this hall, except for the hole. Right. Where... And we have very limited vision of this area, right? Given just the candle. Right, Doctor Doctor Harrigan, do a um, do an archaeology roll. Perhaps if we place the candle in this uh, chest and leave it open, perhaps the gold will illuminate the room for us. Well, it's only going to illuminate the passageway you're in, and there's nothing much in the passageway. 10 extreme. Okay. Um, You find it unusual that the builders went to the trouble of putting the gigantic stone slab up there and then sealing this part of the the passageway. Uh, if If it's anything like the other Egyptian tombs, on the other side, there should be an, uh, like an antechamber. Um, where they would put all the stuff that the guy was going to go into the afterlife with. Um, but they would, they were, it's unusual that this part is sealed, except there's a hole. So I'm not sure why they would actually seal this. Professor? Yes? Do you think maybe I should crawl through the hole? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, uh, well, perhaps, um, uh, Doctor, uh, could you perhaps uh, put the candle 
uh, through the hole a bit and see if we can see anything on the other side and see if it would be safe for young Lambert here to uh, perhaps crawl through. Keep attack grip. No problem, Professor. I'm going to hold the candle up. Okay. Two yanks for pulling me back. And it's good. We're all tied together as well, yes. Yes. When you, uh, uh, Arav, when you, when you kneel down and you, uh, you pull the candle down so that you can see in, you immediately see glints of gold everywhere. And you realize that the room is probably, um, hold on, my map. it's only maybe about 20 foot by 20 foot square, but it is filled to the ceiling with stuff with um, looks like gold furniture and gold boxes and all sorts of glinty things that are in there. Professor, I believe we found the treasures we've been seeking. Yeah, we, we, uh, well, um, uh, Trumbull, would you uh, perhaps uh, like to have a, a look as well? Uh, oh, well, yes, let's, uh, I, I suppose we can't get out through here, so uh, let's, let's see what else uh, we can find. Realize it's not much of a squeeze. You can all easily oh, okay. go through this hole. It's three foot high. All right, I'll, I'll climb down. I go ahead and take point. I'll get through there after. I'll, I'll follow. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the rear. Okay, as you come through, describe what you're seeing. The room is actually rectangular, okay? Um, you're coming in in the middle of a long wall. So uh, let's assume that you are traveling north into the, into the thing. So the south wall that you're coming through is about 30 feet wide. The chamber is about 20 feet deep, and it's, it's rectangular. Um, you can see that over on your left-hand side, towards the corner of the far wall, there is an archway going into another room. You don't know what's in there, it's, it's black. On the right-hand side, on the east wall, you can see that there are like two steps going up and there is another archway with another huge stone slab in front of it and golden statues on either side. The rest of the room is filled to the ceiling with furniture and there's a, uh, like a model of a, of a ship over there and there's a, a, a almost full-size chariot over there and all of these things that would the Pharaoh would take with him to the next life. These are priceless, priceless treasures. My this Pharaoh must have been important. Again, uh, is, there, is there any indication of, of who this Pharaoh is? Not yet. Uh, uh, I'm going to examine the statues and see if, um, if, if I recognize I'm going to take uh, the professor with me. Professor, who are, who are these statues? Who are they, who are they representing? When you first glance at them, uh, one of them, uh, one, one statue seems to have what looks like a wolf's head, and the other one seems to have a crocodile's head. 
but do a spot hidden for me. I fail. Oh. Was was that me as well? Both of you. Yeah, you're both. Okay. I got a 49 out of 45, so it's a, it's a fail. Do you want to spin some more? Or... Uh, yeah, I'll spin the I'll spin the full lock. You yeah. both find something very unusual. Um, there's definitely cloth parts to the this sort of costumed statue. And Professor Garadex, as you're looking at it, there's some there's a sort of a, a support structure coming out of the base that's made out of wood and you suddenly realize that both statues are not statues at all. They are mummified men that have been jammed down on sharpened poles and then dressed with all of this stuff. You can do a sanity roll. <laughs> That's a fail. I got an 80 out of 60. <laughs> you can do a 1d3. 1d3, okay. Uh, professor, what, what, what seems to be the matter? I got a one. Okay. Professor, Take one sanity? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, 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 Trumbull, um, I, these aren't statues. These are, in fact, men, mummified men. What? They, they've been jammed onto some spikes and, and, and dressed in this, this garb. Uh, uh, the, the, the masks that they're wearing, so the, 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 um, the crocodile and the, and the wolf, um, so like Anubis and, and, and such. Uh, so that's like a mask over the faces, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, can I roll sanity like as I like start sure, to realize this? Sure. Okay. And if yeah. you guys are all listening to this. <laughs> like, I was just seeing dollar signs, and then now that I see that they're like impaled, you know, Vlad the Impaler style, I'm like. Uh, However, Mr. Harris, I'd like you to do a spot hidden roll. I passed my uh, sanity roll. Okay. I passed my just one, one point of damage if you. Okay. Terrific. I rolled a 20 out of 55, so a hard success. Okay. When, when they talk about these things being mummified people, um, you find that more interesting than uh, horrifying because you've seen some nasty things in your life. Um, what you notice immediately is that both of them have weapons. Ah, what weapons do they have? One of them has a... Uh, <coughs> uh, the, the one with the wolf head sort of has a, uh, a battle axe made out of bronze or possibly copper. And the other the the, the alligator-headed one has a sort of sickle-like sword. It's a clovesh. Right. So I'm curious if any of you uh, gentlemen happen to be capable of wielding arms. Why, why on earth would we need to wield arms? Why on earth would we be stuck in this godforsaken pyramid? You don't know what's here. You don't know what sort of animals have kept up home here, or if any of the bandits maybe have stuck around, or whatever the case may be, if there's an alternative entrance, if there's an alternative of an entrance, 
We don't know what could be here. And I, for one, think we all should be rather armed than unarmed. But the key to note is, if there's anything strange here of any sort, it certainly didn't help these fellows. And he goes ahead and takes the axe. Okay. And then he takes the other weapon as well. It, uh, <laughs> as, you, as you pull the axe free, of course, the bones from the mummified hand sort of skitter on the floor in front of you. As you're saying, uh, uh, he's like holding up the axe, looking at it like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, priceless. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. this uh, it was one of a kind, yes. Do not harm any more of these, these precious materials. Even that axe you hold now, my, my dear man, that, that, that could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to the right collector. All right. Dr. Harrigan, do a, a, a archaeology roll once again. 13. That is a... Nothing is of value to a dead man. That is a extreme. Um, there is something here that just doesn't make sense. Um... You've never heard in anything, anywhere, no experience of ever finding anything like these mummified, uh, possibly tortured victims. Uh, you look around at the furniture and the <coughs> room, and there's you find that you can't identify which dynasty they come from. There's indicators on them that are similar to some of the other dynasties, but there's something wrong. There's something different about almost every single thing in this room. Um, although you're sure it's Egyptian. I mean, it's absolutely Egyptian. Everything here is Egyptian, but it's from some dynasty you don't know. You don't know if it's pre or post anything either it seems to be from some unknown dynasty which could mean this is the uh, discovery of the, an earth-shattering discovery gentlemen i've been on plenty of discoveries in egypt and uh i've never seen anything like this uh, so we could be on something historical well do any of these symbols on this uh, axe look familiar to you? They're just decoration. Uh, uh, doctor, um, uh, perhaps you yes, could, could assist me. Um, I, I must say, I, I, I'm a bit rusty on my um, <clears throat> Egyptian lore. Uh, what, what, uh, could you remind me of the significance of, of uh, the jackal and, and the crocodile gods? Oh, yes. Uh, would I be able to roll a history check to see if I know anything about them? Sure. It's probably archaeology, but... It... Oh, archaeology instead? Um, now you're going to test me. <laughs> <laughs> the jackal is Anubis, the crocodile is Sobek. Yeah, but it's, it's the, they've got specific, like, obviously jackal, Anubis was like the, the, the god of the dead type. Sorry. Yeah. But I can't remember what Sobek was Sobek his significance was. Right. Damn it. Uh, hold on just one second. Sobek. 
Well, gentlemen, if what the doctor says is true, then we have uncovered something that will throw Howard Carter's expedition to the ash heap of history. This, gentlemen, will be, we will go down in history as one of the greatest explorers in mankind's history. Only the greatest if we survive. We should probably find a way out in order to accomplish that goal. Otherwise, we may just go down. Uh, I don't know how much air is in here, but uh, it's a place. How long have have we been in here since the doors closed? Only 15 or 20 minutes at this point. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, And, of course, fire. (coughs) Uh, You also, Doctor, you also know that everything would indicate that beyond that slab it would be the burial chamber because this whole thing is set up as if these things, these abominations were guarding whatever was in that chamber there. What are the, what are the rods that they're impaled on? How are they secured to the floor? Um, you'd have to move the entire statue and flip it over. Unfortunately, it would probably crumble. Um, it looks like they're wooden posts or spears that are jammed up through them. Interesting. Probably up um, in Just a question, because uh, the the statues or the the mummified men um, are they? Which way are they facing? Are they facing towards the the hole we've just come through? No, or are they facing the other facing way? Straight out into the room. Right. Okay. Uh, doctor. Um, Yes, sir. Is there any more hieroglyphics around or anything like anything pertaining to who this tomb might belong to or anything or anything of like, uh, I just, there are, there are decorations all over the walls, but there don't seem to be any, uh, cartouches or, uh, anything indicating, uh, the name of a person. Um, there's also stuff piled up to the walls, so it's it's hard for you to actually get close to any of the walls. Uh, you have this area, and then you have, uh, as I said, in the in the back, um, uh, north left hand corner, there is another archway leading out. There is no seal on that; it was just an archway leading out of the. Wall. Can we see anything past that archway? You haven't gone over there. You're you're on the other end of the room. So, uh, Professor, would you like to go beyond? See what's well, beyond? I, I believe that's a question for, for Trumbull. I mean, this is his expedition. It's, 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 it's up to him for the discovery, I suppose. So you came through here. There's the statues and the way in, and then there's an archway over here going into the darkness. I reckon perhaps we should take a look over that archway. It seems to be the simplest thing to look at, eh? Uh, yes, we will have time to to excavate this further, but uh, I, I want to see what the rest of this uh, this uh, facility holds. Okay, and a way out of here, probably. So as you uh, <clears throat> as you make your way through this room over to that archway, uh, do a spot hidden for me. All of us. Sure. Okay. I fail. Oh my god! I'm rolling. Oh, that's nice. 47 out of 55. I seem to be pretty lucky when it comes to spot hidden today. Oh, I got a 98. 26. Failed. 26 out of 75 for Arab. 
uh, dollar signs right now. <laughs> well, uh, Professor Garadex is very exuberant, and uh, he bumps into uh, one of the pieces of furniture and almost brings it down because he's not watching where he's going. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Harris, you actually grab the thing so that it doesn't <coughs> fall and, and put it back into place. But when you do, you start to note, you notice something in this room that everything originally would have been, you know, probably neatly stacked up and, you know, taken to the afterlife. But it looks to you like there's evidence that somebody has been in here. In fact, there's a few pieces that are obviously damaged, like something was in this room and it broke, it crashed into something or bumped into something and broke it. And uh, you notice this here and there through the room. Well, it appears as though perhaps the uh, intruders who got into that treasure chest outside may have gotten into this room here too. Things are... He points it out. Things are broken and amiss here. I'm not sure what's going on. Huh. But I rescued this. That should mean something, right? Did, did we take a, a, a proper look around and see if we can see any signs of someone else being in the room? Like, were there footprints or anything when we came in? Were... The floor is actually stone, so you don't see okay. any... Uh any footprints. However, now that, uh, now that Mr. Harris points it out, you do, it does look like, well, you knew that somebody had come in here because somebody mm. dragged some stuff out, but it looks like they weren't very careful in moving. I would, yeah. Um, it's almost as though somebody was looking for something here because why wouldn't they have taken something like this? The thing you put back, why wouldn't they have taken something like this? What were they looking for here? Whoever was here? Can we try to make some <coughs> of, the, of the order their tornado took through this room? <laughs> their tornado of destruction took through? There's not that much that they could have done because like I say, there's, there's basically a way that you can walk from the hole you came through to the, the burial chamber door mm -hmm. to the, the archway. And other than that, it's it's filled to the ceiling with stuff. So, Professor, can I see that candle again, just to see if there's any air coming through here? Or Doctor Harrigan, whoever has the candle. Yes, here, take. Oh no, just the lit one already. Is does Arif have the lit one? He has one as well. Okay, we do, we only have one lit one though, right? Uh, no, we have two. two. We should extinguish one of those two. I'll lick my fingers and put the candle on. I just, we should preserve as much of that as we got. Uh, how's the flame look on his uh, candle there, this young lad, this young person? It's doing okay. Is it just straight up and down? Yeah. Uh, nothing. Yep. Yeah, the air in here is very still. Should we uh, carry on through this arch and, and we'll, you know, see if we can see anything through the arch? Sure. As you approach the arch, you realize it's just another room on the other side. In this case, there's a distinction between the objects out here and the objects inside this room. Uh, they look more of a religious nature. Um, and as you, as you step inside, you realize this is probably uh, where they would prepare a body uh, for uh, a f uh, whatever they're going to do, mummification or whatever. It's a kind of annex. However, 
there's all sorts of little religious objects here and there. There's uh, uh, one whole wall is almost honeycombed with little uh, uh, strange symbolic objects. They're like little cones made out of clay. Um, you're thinking that they have something to do with Egyptian funer funerary rites. You've, you've seen them in other pictures. Um, on the other end of the wall, uh, when you turn to your right, that wall there, there is a shrine. And it's very strange when you look at it. Um, first of all, there is a pictograph on the wall, a picture painted on the wall. Uh, it looks like this. Oh. What what is that that creature next to next to the pharaoh there? Anyone recognize that? Like a, a crocodile and a, a cheetah and a bear or something? Some sort of a, a chimera, perhaps? Got some pretty strange back legs. I know that. Um, I start um, translating those hieroglyphics as, as quick as I can. Okay. Um, it's an upside down ank as well. That's got to be significant. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, and isn't it interesting that that uh, one fellow there seems to be Caucasian? He's got, uh, he's definitely white, and the others are definitely not. <coughs> You've got hmm. the black pharaoh there. There's, uh, and the one looks like he's got hair going all the way up to his eyeballs. Never seen nothing like that before. Well, maybe I did once in Texas. Uh, all right, uh, this, here we go. Uh, this is the translation. Behold the hunter of men's souls. Now rest until I call you to the final battle. Then you shall feast on the flesh of all mankind. Well, I, I say that, that sounds I, awful. I, I, I don't like the sound of this pharaoh, whoever he is. Me neither. <laughs> Feasting on flesh. It's not good. The final battle. Uh, Dr. Harrington, uh, do you know of any, uh, I guess, significant battles that would uh, coincide with the, the, the age of uh, some of the, these things we found in the past room? Of, uh, do you have any idea of what, what sort of era we're thinking of? Uh, nothing usual to me. Uh, Don't roll. make any sense, yeah. Can I roll I history, maybe? Well, uh, yeah, I've already, yeah, you, you can't identify it. We've already established that you're mm -hmm. completely baffled by the yeah. dynasty. Do the Egyptians believe in like an end times, or, or is the world eternal like, 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 like in Hindu? Sounds similar to the Book of Revelations. Now, as you're in this room, let me continue to describe it. You step forward, you, there is in front of you, uh, a table, and on the table 
uh, there is a, like a, a shrine and there's something very strange. There are little statues of men. Each one is only about uh, eight centimeters high. And they all have their arms raised up in worship. And in the center of this table, suspended by something behind it like a chain, there is an ankh made out of gold uh, that's hung upside down. And there's something weird about it. And as you look at it closer, you realize that the ankh is composed entirely of little tiny golden tentacles. And in the candlelight, they almost seem to be moving. <coughs> Sanity roll. <laughs> 20 out of 79. I got a 30 out of 59. So I'm okay. 47 out of 70. 96. <laughs> All right. 15 out uh, of 40. For, for those of you who failed, just take uh, take two points of damage, and okay. for those of you who made it, take one. Okay. Um, Doctor Garadex, you are very enthusiastic, even even at this strange thing. And as you step forward, there's a crunching sound under your feet. And as you look down, there's a skeleton laying on the floor, uh, dressed in what look like khakis from maybe the late 1800s or early 1900s? <laughs> well, I say, gents, I, I, I think I found our gravedigger friend. And I point out below, obviously I step back and, and let them all uh, see the gentleman. Um, those of you who think that you would be bothered by that, go ahead and do a sanity roll. Trumbull, okay, Trumbull's mad just because he he thought that he was the first person, like the like, Western person to come in here. So. Maybe the first living person. I I'm think definitely examine Trumbull's just more. Is there any indication of, of how this guy's died? Both his head and his chest are crushed. Ooh. Does he have a bag or anything like that here? He does have a bag sitting there. I need to check into that, see if there's an oil lamp or something in there. All right. Um, what you this, find... This surprisingly does not phase me at all. Like, uh, when you open up the bag, the bag is filled with gold and bronze jewelry. Nobody does have anything in the bag. <laughs> you, can, you can do an, an appraise roll if you want to. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, with my 5%. Hang on. <laughs> I got 43. Okay. Do you want to spin a lot? No. <laughs> I need to push that roll. <laughs> um, by throwing it against the wall. <laughs> your guess, your best guess would be that you could live for the rest of your life off of the money that this stuff could bring uh, and the black market. I'm, I'm going to definitely just say now it's just got typical supplies here and just fling it over my shoulder. Well, you realize there's also like a little knapsack as well. Oh, I check that too. All right. Uh, <laughs> inside, uh, you find a couple of things. 
you find a trowel. You find a, a flask. Uh, when you open up the flask, it's got water inside of it, but the water smells really bad. Okay. Um, you check and you find that he's got, uh, that there's a passport. Uh, it's, it's a German issue passport. Um, there is an old stick of dynamite and there is a leather bound journal. All right. So I'm going to assume that this here is in German and it just so happens that I happen to speak German. Do y'all want me to I can read German as well. Yeah. I'm sure you can do everything, my friend. Uh, <laughs> why don't you take a break and just read them hieroglyphics <laughs> up there, them hiero what you call it's up there on the wall. <laughs> I'm gonna rest here with my newfound supplies like trowels and such here in this pack. Uh he's gesturing definitely towards a pack that has all the, the Can I judge to be like that doesn't look like it's full of me? <laughs> Well, you guys are all standing right on top. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you definitely saw that it in That's that's weird. Why are you jingling? <laughs> <laughs> he's not a he's not a subtle man. He's like, it's shining gold. He's like, nope, nothing here. <laughs> um, nope, nothing here. First, check out the German passport and see what that has to say. Uh, German passport uh, belongs to a Mister. Sasha Karner, born August 2nd, 1880. Place of residence, Berlin, Germany. And uh, anything foolish in this uh, passport at all? In the passport? Yeah, anything It's just, it's just a standard passport. And in the journal. All right. Um, There are entries in the journal that are dated all the way back to 1910. Uh, they're, they're dated from 1910 to 1916. Remember, this is 1924. Um, they describe Sasha Karner's uh, time as an anthropologist. Uh, the journal outlines uh, the anthropologist's trip to Egypt and his attempt to unearth ancient Egyptian artifacts. Um, in addition, uh, Karner writes about his English companion, uh, an archaeologist named Dr. Gerald Sutton. Uh, there are many entries outlining the difficult work environment due to the Great War. Uh, Karner often praises Sutton for his assistance in dealing with the English authorities. Uh, the last four entries in the uh, journal are as follows, if you would read these out loud for us. 7th August, 1916. Word has reached us a fierce fight in north close to the Suez Canal. Our men are fighting enough as it is without the fear of being killed in a crossfire. Their superstitious beliefs have delayed the dig more than once, and I do not care for any further delay. We dig tirelessly through the loose sand and rock. We are close. 3 September 1916. Today was glorious. We have found the entrance. Removing the doorway was difficult, but we created a pulley system that allowed us some entry. 
Molewort greets us inside. Limestone chips have clogged the entirety of the tunnel. You know, I saw some chips laying in the hallway back there. Makes sense. I've halted the removal of the stones until I've surveyed the structure and documented what we've learned thus far. Sutton thinks my meticulous records are unnecessary and time-consuming. 1 December, 1916. Finally, the tunnel is now clear. Now, September to December, all right. Some of the workers have taken a great interest in the damaged hieroglyphs in the passageway. Today, we remove the last of the stone chips and explore. The stonework looks unstable and maybe too risky to use the explosives. 3 December, 1916. Sutton is dead. The local laborer attacked us and broke his neck when he refused to be forced inside the tomb. Beware the children of the Sphinx. I plan on waiting a couple hours in the hope they'll have gone. They'll have gone. I'll gather some of the jewelry uh, supplies and then make my escape. This place will not be my tomb. I can hear noises. Something else is here with me. My God. I don't want to be here anymore. Well, you're out of luck, partner. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I just, you it's know, it's just. It's awful quiet since people are muted. I was just going to say, I, I, I agree with you, Lambert. I don't, I, 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 I don't want to be here either. But uh, something that sparked my interest there on that passage you just read towards, he said he'd, he'd taken some jewels uh um and things and he's going to make his his no he said jewels i believe if the inscription <laughs> read correctly um and he said he was going to to make his escape and then we found that that chest at the beginning there which looks like it had been removed uh, could i have a quick look at that bag that he had there nope <laughs> i'm not going to argue that you sure can he hands up the satchel with the little trowel in it and stuff here you go no, 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 the, the oh, no, bag. That's your shoulder. No, I, I say. Hand over the bag, Mr. Harris. All right, all right. But I get a bonus for finding this great loot. Hands it to you. Well, technically, the man on the floor found it. Yeah, well, I'm finders keepers. And losers, well, he'd weep if he could. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that that um, we must have realized, we should have thought of that uh, before. When we opened the, the 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 tomb, when we opened the slab, the passage was completely clear. We we didn't have to do any excavating. I mean, it took them three days to excavate uh, uh, Tutankhamun's tomb alone. So the fact that we walked straight in, we should have thought, of course, someone had been here before us and, and cleared the way. But why are the locals so interested in getting all of us stuck in here the same way they were this gentleman? Well, that's what I'm saying. That explains why they're laughing and, and they're, maybe they're not digging. Maybe they're trying to fill on more to cover the slab back up. Bunch of people who are right pissed off about the war. That's what this is. I'll tell you what, there's nothing strange or occult about this. It's just these people being upset about the war. I've got a bad feeling about this, Doctor. Bad, bad feeling. I mean, I got a pretty good feeling. You're muted. <laughs> you're muted, Tom. Tom, you're muted. 
So as you're standing there and you're, you're looking around, contemplating all of this, you look back and you realize there is another mural on the far wall. Um, as you illuminate it, it uh, at first glance, it seems familiar because uh, what it looks like is the classic Osiris weighing the souls of the dead. Uh, but in this case, it's this black pharaoh who is in fact weighing the souls um and at first you think that there are a series of people waiting in line but you realize it's the same person it's just their way of depicting events as they passed and in each scene you what you're seeing is a man and the man is dressed as a warrior. And in the first depiction, these little people, like the, the little statues, are opening up his chest like butterfly cutting it open. And they're removing his organs one by one, and they're weighing them on the scale. The final one, uh, the one that the Pharaoh has actually shown weighing on the scale is his heart. And on the other side of the scale, where traditionally there would be a feather, it looks like there are dead bodies piled up. In the final depiction of the man, his head is removed and this very bizarre looking head is replaced on the body. It doesn't look like a crocodile. It doesn't look like a, a, a jackal. It's different. It, it's something, once again, uh, uh, Dr. Harrigan, that you've never seen before in any hieroglyph. Um, and there are, there are hieroglyphics as well. Um, Let's see. The first so now what you're trying to get to here is these little munchkins over that other room over there. They're going to come to life and flay us right open. Is that what this is trying to say here? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> is that where you're getting to, Professor? I think the professor's frozen. How about our archaeologist friend here? <laughs> I, 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 I hope not. I think, I, I, you know, I, this is probably just the war, but I'm just thinking, you know, if it's not, maybe we should just destroy them little guys. They can't be worth much, right? Dr. Garadix, you just, uh, you saw the, the uh, inscription on the wall. I mean, Did you hear the description of what it was showing? Uh, I got up to, um, you got it, the, 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 the masks that were on the body were something we couldn't describe. They wouldn't like nothing we've seen before. Right. Okay. That's as far as we yeah. got. But you're you're looking at the uh, the hieroglyphics. Okay. Cool. Thank you. The message. Did you get it? Uh, no, I didn't get the message. Oh. You sent it one more time. Sorry. So I just I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's about the war, but if it's not, maybe we should just, you know, what's a little lost, little guys? Right, right, Mr. Trumbull. I mean, I mean, really, time to use some good old American know-how. The trial has passed. 
forever shall you be tied to this place, though your faith beating heart, through your faithful beating heart, strong of body, hunter of souls, so you wait for me until I come again. I want out. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with the young Lamba. I believe we should... Uh, Where? Our main focus should be to find a way out. Uh, regardless of, of all the treasures that are here, the first thing is to get out of here, I believe. Now wait just one second. Hold your horses there. Okay. Everybody do a listen roll. Oh, joy. Uh, I got a 30 out of 40. 39 out of 50. 67 out of 40. I'm busy yapping my y'all. That would be a fail. 50 out of 32. Mr. Tremble? I fail. Okay. Those of you who... Uh, as everybody's talking about this, those of you who passed, you suddenly say, you know, shut up, shut up. You hear the sound of grinding stone. And your first thought was that they're moving the block. Mm. Yeah, but they're ready. They're fixing to break our necks, I read in this here book. Uh. Gentlemen, I, 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 there's some. I believe the the shaft may be may be open again. Uh, should we go and investigate? Please, hold out. We're all tied together, genius. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You don't see any reason why you'd need all to be tied together. There's not that much space where you can go. Yeah, I untie myself. You go check it out. I'm gonna stay put here. You deal with the breakneckers. I'm gonna go get rid of those little dudes, or those, dudes those little guys, those little fellas. I've got no problem being tied together. <laughs> now, those little fellows are made out of clay, and they're exquisitely made. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of exquisite stuff in this bag here. We're good. Mr. Harris has become terrified of nonsense things. <sighs> like well, the picture. I'm just saying it's probably <laughs> the war, but the picture. I'd rather not take my chances. <laughs> little mummy man coming to life. Now, are we still in the room that has the... Uh, the guys on spikes no you're no, in the room no. you're in the room where the onk is and the guy is dead on the floor and the room with the spikes is still closed or still a that's, there, that's right. right outside that's that's the, should uh, we we go back that way and, and see if where this the sound I, is possibly from. the sound is coming that way maybe it could be a trap anybody consider that well if it's a trap where's where do we hide at this point, I'd rather it be a tramp. Hide? What are you talking about hiding? Are you sure you're not French? <laughs> I'm just not you there, Professor. <laughs> That's a fair cop. <laughs> are you yeah, you're all Mr. Still Trumbull? Mr. Trumbull, let's just, you are the voice of reason. I understand you got a lot of money you want to make here and all. And I, I know you're fixing just as much as all of us to get out of here. But what if we just get rid of them little things? I mean, no harm, no foul, right? We'll just... Absolutely not, Mr. Harris. Mr. Trumbull. Gods. Those are pretty big. But I'm worried about this noise now. It is... that That's eerie. I uh, I, I suggest we... we, we just remember, it's about to crumble out there. So the slightest thing could bring it all down on all of us. We could end up like a friend. In the could we at least go, go and look... At See if we can see anything no, just by looking no. through the archway. 
just look through this archway into the room that has the middle again. I, I agree with, with the professor. Let's see what we're going All right. All right. A lot more. Um, I'll follow the professor. As you, as you go back into the antechamber, uh, do a listen roll. 47 out of 50. Pass. Barely. Uh, I got a 52. I, I failed. Did anybody pass? 100. I have a 30, and I have a 30 list. Okay. 100. All of oh. you. Well, all of you can hear the sound of grinding stone. Like something's being moved. <clears throat> but those of you who passed you suddenly realize that it's coming from behind the slab of the burial chamber, not from the passage back. Slowly turn around. Gen gen uh, gentlemen, I, 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 I think something's in, in there. Boom. Suddenly Wait, what? something hit the floor in that other room that is big and heavy, and it, it makes a loud crashing noise. You guys jump. In the burial yeah, chamber. Jump in the burial chamber. The closed room. Right. I'm going to jump kind of in an effort to kind of knock over the little men. You're in the other room. <laughs> Completely other room. Oh, that's different. I'm sorry. I thought it was the same. I thought we were just looking through the archway. No. Yeah. Um, you all can do sanity roll when you start. Oh, shit. Uh, I got a 30. I pass, yep. That would be a fail. 61 out of 40. All right. Um, those of you who failed, uh, 1d3. Those of you who didn't fail, you're still going to take one point. Okay. Ever so slowly, my sanity's being eaten away. It's like real life. Um, you're all breathing hard. And now you are almost absolutely sure that there are very heavy, powerful footsteps. Professor, I'm on the house. That slab. Gentlemen, I, I think we should hide. Um, is there anywhere in the room like that we can hide behind something? Because there is tons of furniture and stuff in the room. You could hide in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing Lamba and I'm hiding behind something big that can fit both of us behind Other things, it. Behind things, there's, yeah. like I said, there's a chariot, there's a boat, there's... Uh, yeah, is there any way we can... Oh, can we get behind the boat? Like, can we get in the, like... Sure. Okay, so I grab Lamba and I go behind the boat. And as much as I hate to do so, I'm putting out the candle. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully oh, before... So we're in pitch black. Yeah. Hopefully night. before we hide. All right. <clears throat> all right, so you've all managed to get, and, and as you are getting yourself into position in your hiding places, you suddenly hear the gigantic stone slab of the burial chamber begin to slide to the side. Something is moving it. Something that can move a 10-ton slab of stone. Oh, shit. And you can't see anything. It's pitch black. But as the stone, as the sound of the, the stone uh, slides to the side and it moves, you definitely hear 
big, heavy breathing, grunting. That suddenly, and you're suddenly, you, all, all of the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Something is in the room, and it's breathing, and it's got an animal sort of smell to it, and an animal sort of sound. It lumbers down the steps. You can hear it moving around in the room. You can hear it sniffing the air. Uh, but at the moment, it's just standing there. <clears throat> Making noises. Okay, so we're going to do a roll to see who smells the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I can have you do another sanity roll. <laughs> Close I'll, enough. I'll, I'll, I can hold off on that for a couple of seconds. What are you, guys, <laughs> you guys are all terrified at this point. I'm just holding my breath and, and holding on to Lamba um, behind the thing and just trying not to make any noise. Yeah, Trumbull's doing the same. Erov is actually reaching into his vest that he's wearing and wrapping his fingers around the handle of a dagger he's been keeping hidden for all all this time. Okay. Um, I have my little pocket knife out. I am going to be sitting there hiding or crouched hiding, holding the um, pry bar that I have that's wrapped with my shirt around it still from the beginning okay. uh, and just kind of make a gesture to Dr. Harrigan uh, kind of a, a Zippo type gesture towards him. In pitch black. You can't see anything. You hear the thing take a step forward and you hear the creaking of furniture. <clears throat> and in your imagination, you can, you can think that this thing is moving forward and it can't see any more than you can but it's put its hand on something and it's a heavy hand and it's creaking under its, its weight. And then it begins to move and it moves into the center of the room. And after a few more sniffs, it starts to move towards the passageway that leads out that you started this whole thing in. Um, you're guessing that it's right about where the uh, the hole is. And then you hear it sort of grunt and push and grunt. And you hear uh, bricks or whatever begin to crumble. And you know that it just enlarged the entrance so that it, whatever, however big it is, you don't know, can get through. And you hear it move into that passage heading towards the big slab. What do you do? Amber <coughs> uselessly. Uh. Um, so Trumbull's fight or flight is kind of kicked in. So he's thinking maybe, maybe, I mean, we really can't go back. So maybe, maybe just kind of push through the burial chamber, like go towards the burial chamber and hope that there's another way out. That's kind of the only other option. We always have dynamite, gentlemen. Yeah. He's <laughs> just letting to go the suicide route. Hmm. Dynamite and get crushed or get killed by a monster. 
Oh, that'll be our option of last year. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm think so. Um, Garrett X is thinking pretty much the same thing: is do we does he make a break with Lambert to the to the burial chamber and see if there's another way out, or you know does he just sit sit tight and and wait it out? I don't think is, he's considering fighting. Is this, yeah, there's no is way. this thing in the other room right now? It's now left the room that you're in and gone into the passage, heading towards the stone slab leading out. I uh, start making a run towards the chamber he came from. The burial chamber? Yep. Okay. And um, it's black I, in the cluttered room. I, I would like you to do a stealth roll. Uh, add, a, add, a, add, a, add a penalty dice. <laughs> well, that was not good. 97. <laughs> <laughs> oh. In, the chariot. Yeah. in your panic, just as Trump and uh, some of the others are thinking about making a break for it. Uh, Dr. Harrigan, you jump down from where you are and you land on a piece of furniture and the piece of furniture crashes and makes a noise and you, uh, you stumble. We'll give you some luck to see if you actually get through the, the burial chamber door. Before you die. We've got to remember whatever this thing was was strong enough to <laughs> lift the stone slab. 20, 23 out of 38. Okay. You scramble up the steps and through it just as you hear grunting coming from the other room and, and something moving back into the, into the chamber uh, from the, the passageway. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, now, everybody, you become aware that the creature is now once again in the the antechamber with you. And yeah, I'm not moving. <laughs> somebody, you don't know who... I'm going to hide. <laughs> ...has made a whole hell of a lot of racket all of a sudden. All right, Dr. Dr. Harrigan, you go ahead and uh, do a stealth roll to see if you can hide somewhere. My best guess for who would do that would be Professor Garadex. <laughs> You said stealth roll? Yeah. Ooh, that's a 21 out of 20. Spend the luck. Spend the luck, yeah. And I will spend a luck. What you find, now you can't see any of this, but you're obviously in a room, and as you scramble across the floor, there is something large and rectangular in the center of it. Um, much larger than what you'd expect from a normal sarcophagus. But that's what you would expect would be in the burial chamber, would be a big sarcophagus. Um, you can tell that part of it is broken. There's, there's wood splinters all over the place. But you've kind of scooted around to the back side of it in the dark. Um, Gotta see if the creature can smell you. <clears throat> the creature uh, makes a rather large grunting noise, and now you can all distinctly hear the sound of what they're, they're sort of, in addition to its movements, 
there's kind of a scratching noise. You think that it must have nails that scratch against the stone as it moves. Uh, it moves forward and uh, you can hear it sort of going up the steps towards the burial chamber and it's sniffing. Um, it, it suddenly goes very quiet as it's listening for something. And after a few moments, you can hear it turn and head back towards the passage to get out. Next move. <laughs> I'm staying completely still. Do they notice that I've left or do they, they don't know who left? All you guys know is that somebody made a whole hell of a lot of noise. <laughs> um, but that the creature gave up and went back. It's got 2,000 years of dust in its nose. So it's <laughs> <laughs> and not a it kind of needs to blow a nose, but it can't. Don't, don't give him any ideas. The wrapping around it's not very sufficient for <laughs> blowing his nose. Uh, <sighs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, Trumbull's kind of paralyzed with fear right now. You're afraid, too, that whoever ran into that other room destabilized these piles of furniture and that they're feeling awfully teetery. Okay. Um, Trumbull's, Trumbull's going to slowly try and fumble his way towards the, the burial chamber. Okay. Anybody else? This seems to be the single line of thought that everyone's going towards, so going to try for the burial chamber if the professor wants. I think um, we should need to go on. Just one question. So was there anything on. was there anything that was like made of wood or something flammable <laughs> near the uh, near that entrance um, that that had the hole where the where the creature's gone? Um Possibly. I mean, the table that's just on the outside of that hole is definitely wood. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of the furniture in here is wood. It's just covered in, you know, gold. And there are small objects here? Or no. There are a few small objects, sure. Uh, There's uh, also, like, fans, you know, and I just kind of imagine that you've gone into Tutankhamun's tomb and there's all these things in there. Right. I'm going to okay, try... I I'm going to try to throw a uh, a small object into the uh, what was it that I think you said it was an onyx or something like that. See if I can throw a small object in that direction. The the religious area. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to make noise in that room over there. So you're just sort of guessing which direction that might be. From That's so true. I am. I'm going to try. But can I roll something being a soldier that I might be able to get my bearings pretty well? Sure. Sure, sure. You tell me what that is. Um, let's see. Can I roll You're like survival? By barking in the distance? <laughs> no. Can I roll survival? Uh, no, it's not a survival situation. What would you like? It would roll? be throw, wouldn't it? If you're throwing something, uh, your roll would be throw. Hmm. Yeah, we'll say th we'll say throw plus a luck roll. All right. All right. 
Crow, I rolled a seven out of 35, which is a extreme success. And for luck, I rolled a 17. Okay. Which is under my 40. So, so you've got something in your hand. You fling it towards the door, uh, towards the, the anti-chamber, anti-chamber. I'm sorry, the, uh, the annex. And uh, whatever it was in your hand hits, hits the wall just inside the, the annex and shatters. It must have been made out of clay because Good. it makes that sort of clay ceramic shattering sound. Um, when it does, you hear the creature uh, come back and Bast saves the day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at Troy. Uh, um, the creature immediately comes back, this time much faster and angrier. Uh, you hear it crash into some of the uh, the wood in the chamber and move towards the annex rather uh, the uh, the annex rather quickly um, I will try to use that opportunity to stealth into the burial chamber okay I want to see if uh, if this destabilizes the piles of furniture too much <laughs> uh, yeah it does no. It does some of it, but it doesn't like bring any of you crashing down. So um, you hear it growl this time, and it makes a terrible sounding noise. Um, you can just sort of imagine uh, dribbles of saliva and stuff dripping on the ground as this thing is making this noise. Uh, all right, uh, stealth roll to try to get to the. Good luck. Is there a bonus die or anything given the. No. That is, that is, there's no penalty die. There we go. Well, well, if you think about it, because he was in the passage, so he's the same distance away from the the burial chamber anyway, right? From where he was. Except that now he knows there's something in here. I rolled a. Oh, you dick. (laughs) I rolled a 62, but I'm going to deduct uh, to luck. Um, We'll say that you scramble in there without the thing hearing you. Um, however, it's now starting to actively search around. Okay. Does Trumbull need to roll south because he was starting to head that way too? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You, uh, uh, you, however, took advantage of the, uh, the crashing noise. So. Okay. Uh, 45 out of 40. Um, I will use five luck. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say when when he when we heard it go through to the other room, that I just sort of tapped Lamba on the shoulder and sort of started pushing him back towards the the way out from where we were. So we we were making a run for it to the burial chamber. Okay. okay. So, so luck roll. Yeah, go ahead. Do, yeah, do a luck roll. We'll see if we'll see if you pass it. You can. You'll all get into the burial chamber. Got a three. Oh. Oh, nine. Yeah. The two of you just sort of jump down and nonchalantly, arm in arm, walk <laughs> chamber, making absolutely yeah. no noise whatsoever. <laughs> all right. So you've all managed to get in there. You can hear the thing moving around out there, though. Um, you all take positions. You can, once again, you can tell there's something in the middle of the room, probably a sarcophagus. 
the outside of it is <coughs> wood because it's broken in places. And um, depending on which way you go around, you can also tell that there was a lid, a big stone lid that has been pushed off. And that was obviously the noise that you heard, the crash that you heard coming from inside this chamber. The creature, um, the creature searches around for a few minutes and you can tell it's actively searching for you. However, after a few minutes it gives up and it goes back towards the passage getting out. Apparently it wants out more than it wants you. So the thing is in the passage, the antechamber is there and you are now in another room. So technically, if you lit your candle, it wouldn't see the, the light right. unless it came back from where it was. I will uh, light the candle quietly. Just quietly. Right. Guess, my guess is that it probably can't even see properly if it's always in the dark like this. In this room, there are very strange symbols all over the walls <coughs> and ceiling. Um, things that you've never seen before. There's text of some sort in a language that you don't recognize it doesn't look like egyptian at all it's not even it's 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 completely alien sort of looking language however there are still uh there are still a few egyptian hieroglyphs and in fact on on one wall at the uh at the foot of this sarcophagus which now that's obviously what it is um there is a, a wall mural, and standing on the wall mural is this black pharaoh, and his hands are raised almost in like a blessing sort of look, and uh, it reads, let me give this to you. Uh, Now, I assume you're whispering it. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, let all men bow to me. Let us sift the wheat from the chaff. Let us light the refiner's fires and cleanse the world of false gods. For only those who follow me, your god king, Neferen Ka, shall share the visions of absolute chaos. Nefren so Ka. do we feel? Nefren Ka, Nefren Ka. Uh, either, of you, uh, either of you recognize that name? I'm not familiar. None of you have ever heard this name. Even, even the archaeologist has never heard this. There is no recorded king of Egypt named Nefren Ka. So do we feel? Um, <laughs> two things. One is, uh, when you look at the sarcophagus, you realize that it is seven layers thick, that each layer is made out of wood, uh, all covered in patterns and designs, some of them very bizarre, very strange, usually of creatures tearing other creatures apart, and it's hideous. But in the center, the center coffin, um, it's solid gold. 
and it's much larger than a regular human. And uh, the lid, which has been pushed off, uh, depicts a human being on the, 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 the whole thing in agony and screaming. You also notice that there is another archway leading into another room. So is there anything in that sarcophagus? No. Okay, so whatever's, yeah, okay. <laughs> Your guess is that's where the creature came from. Judging and, uh, from the size of the space where whatever it's been, how tall, big would you say it was? At least seven or eight feet. Oh, okay. Um, I obviously see, I gesture over to the doorway sort of like, you know, should should we go down that way? At least we're in an, another room separating us from whatever that thing is. Yes, anywhere good. further away from the monster is fine by me. I agree with Lamba. <laughs> and I, I tap um, Harris on the on the arm and sort of point, saying, "I, I believe you should take point, uh, young man. I, I believe uh, with you've got the axe and and, and such." I don't need the axe, but he starts heading in that direction anyways. Before you even get to the archway, you can see the glint of gold through there. When you approach the archway and you hold up your candle, the room is filled with treasure. Gold and jewels and object to art and uh, all sorts of fantastic things. Boxes and chests completely lined in gold, covered in gold. Um, it takes your breath away. Uh, you guys are going to be the richest men on earth if you survive. The key words there. Rich. Survive. Survive. <laughs> the room, however, is not large. Maybe 20 by 20. And there does not seem to be another room leaving out. Ah, damn it, damn it. You said it's completely covered, the room is completely covered in gold or everything in the room? I mean, everything in the room is, is gold. There might be some other ebony things and stuff like that, but. I'm going to uh, go on near the walls and see if I can possibly feel or something to lead out. They're cold and hard and there's nothing. This is obviously the cha the treasure chamber. Um, however, Dr. Hera Hergen, do a listening wall. Forty six out of thirty. That's a fail. A fail. Okay. So you're looking around and you're trying very hard not to knock uh, gold coins or anything over that would make jingling sound. But uh, um, what are the rest of you doing? Can I, uh, I quickly look at the candle and see if there's any, if it's being blown a certain way or? No air, no. In fact, at this point, you're kind of feeling a little claustrophobic. You're... At this point, you're buried somewhere in the mountain, you know. Yeah. Probably about 100 feet down. Uh, I look, look back at the group and I 
kind of gesture. I, I don't, I don't think we're uh, we're going to have to go back through the front door that we came through to get out. What do we do? If the creature could move the slab protecting the uh, the, the burial chamber, perhaps he can it can move the slab in front of the the door and. Uh, we can't let something like that out. That's terrible. Is it sentient? Uh, Does it actually have the capacity to communicate? Like if it has a goal, well, why don't you go find out? Why, you go, why don't you go and have a <laughs> <Yeah>. chat? <laughs> <laughs> listen. Instead of laughing like a fool, why don't you listen? Sure, I'll do a listen roll. <laughs> Shut up. And he says that quite loud. Oh, do ya? Okay. Hush, Mr. Oh, you knob. Oh. <laughs> I rolled an 18. Um, you as soon hear, as he, he yells loudly, we, I just look at the door we've just come through. You, you hear a large uh, grunt uh, come from out there. Um, but you don't hear anything coming into the uh, the middle chamber. Um, it might be the sound of this thing trying to force its way out of the slab. Um, before you continue, you guys are all uh, because of uh, Harris's outburst. You guys are all holding just frozen, and you're you're listening you're listening to see if that creature is coming. Everybody do a, uh, a listen. Roll. 86, I failed. I finally um, passed. I got a 21 out of 40. How'd you do, Trumbull? Uh, 24 out of 30. Okay. 21 out of 40. Um, those of you who passed, there's something making noise in this room. It's muffled. It's distant, but it almost sounds like a beating heart. I I look around to see if there's anything that possibly a person could hide in. Hmm. No, probably not. Um, there are I, chests and boxes around the room. Can I look? Uh, are there any canopic jars? You don't see any. Okay. But there are definitely uh, boxes and cabinets and things that would be able to hold something that size. Well, there were others who uh, were mentioned in that journal, right? Could they have survived for so long? Probably not. Or the creature got to them. I thought his neck was broken by the. I thought you yeah, had he, he was people there too with him. So Trumbull, no, they keep... it's his own heart that he's hearing, but he's going to kind of look um, at some of the chests and try and locate the sound of a beating heart. Okay, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Okay. In a desperate move, I am going to hide in the sarcophagus. Okay. Uh, I fail. <laughs> I fail my spot hidden. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I let everyone know, like, even the ones who didn't hear it, I say, um, can anyone else hear that? That almost sounds like a heartbeat. Very faint. That's what I'm trying to find. Not while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I give the dirtiest look to Harris, like just this dirty (laughs) sound. Everybody who's looking to a spot hidden. Okay. I passed that one. 32 out of 45. Uh, I got a 51 out of 45. So I failed. Okay. 32 out of 65. That's a hard pass. Okay. Trumbull, you're looking around. You're going from box to box. Dr. Harrigan, there's a large chest. And as you as you approach it, you put your ear to it. And there's definitely the sound of a beating heart coming from inside this box. I uh, look at the group and make a gesture towards the box. Trouble heads over. In a coffin, can't see you. I'll definitely make my way over. I've just noticed that Lambert's not here. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> I look at, has anyone seen Lambert? I look to Mr. Trumbull and I say, all right, just gesture like, should I open this? Um, yeah, Trumbull, Trumbull says. I need a strength pull. I uh, I asked Harris uh, if I could borrow one of those other weapons that he has. This too, I'm, I thought. Nice. It's not quite enough to be an actual extreme success, but it is a hard success. It's a 20 even. Okay. You manage to get the, the lid open about half an inch. Um, and it, it seems to be kind of jammed. First of all, it weighs a ton. It's obviously made out of gold. And you don't quite have enough to flip it open, but you've got it open about a half an inch. Can I put my whole body into it to encourage it, or is that just it? What am I able to accomplish? You're afraid you'd knock it over, and if you did, it would make a big noise. Careful, Harris. Careful. Like- you said half an inch? Just just a crack open. I need some help. Can you guys help put some... <coughs> I, yes, I will. I'll help you, Harris. Trumbull, Trumbull's going to stabilize it so that it doesn't fall over. Okay. It falls on Trumbull instead. Oh, well, that's so he's going to try and try to keep it stable. As I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the door and stuff and trying to make sure that I can warn them if something's coming or, or if I hear anything. Uh, Dr. Harrigan, strength room. I'm also going to keep pushing, but yeah. 16 out of 60. That is not extreme, but it's a hard. Um, Well, you think you might be able to manage it. You're going to really have to put some effort into it. If only you had something that you could. Like a pry bar? (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me go ahead and use that to help us out here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a belt. The pry bar that I put into your inventory. Yeah, thanks. Got it. <laughs> pry bar. I asked him if he wants the mallet to kind of. Well, it's kind of covered. Yeah, that would make noise. Um, oh, I meant no mallet. Actually, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily make a ton of noise, would it? Because it's covered in cloth on one end. Yeah, it's still going to make a, a, okay. a booming. Sorry. But anyways, yeah, you like, don't have to pry it in that hard. You once you get it in there, then the rest of you can get your fingers around the uh, edges and pull it open. Inside, there are five 
canopic jars. They look like they're made out of an alabaster stone. They've got gold inscriptions written on them, uh, and they have different heads. Uh, the heads of them are a falcon, a crocodile, an ibis, a wolf, and the last one is an inverted uh, unk, like the one in the other room. Ooh. I make the suggestion. Uh, we open it. Um, what, what, as, as you guys have opened this lid, you suddenly hear a noise from the other room. Um, there's a large, a loud grunting noise, and something is coming. In the coffin of potential safety. They are, they are clearly coming for these. These clearly disturb them, so we have leverage over them by holding. Um, I. <laughs> what what? Because what I don't know Lambers in the coffin. I also dive into the coffin. <laughs> I I ask the other, their their um, uh, what if this is what's keeping it alive? Right. That's what. What if I'm... we have to destroy these to kill the creature? Wait, wait, wait! Before we destroy them. Perhaps we use it as leverage to get out of this chamber. Like, is there a way we can hold this, the threat of their annihilation? That Are you talking to Ransom Harris? <laughs> that is quite what? a speculation. I mean, what else do we have here? What is the plan to escape here? Dynamite. That's the best we have, for sure. <sighs> but I think we should be ready to destroy these all. I think we should each take one, and if he comes back, we should probably destroy them. I'll take the same time. The, I'll take the Ankh and the crocodile. There's only three of us in the room, so. Uh, right. I'll take. There's only three of us, you say? Yeah. All right. I'll take, yeah. I'll take the other. I'll take two more. I don't All care right. which ones. And Tremble will take the Ibis. So, whatever you guys want to take. All right. Um, Are they all beating, or is it just one? Just one. Well, okay. you, you couldn't quite tell which one, but now that you've got it in your hands, uh, Clyde, you're pretty sure it's the one with the onk. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, you hear crashing noises. You know the thing is coming. Uh, it's coming uh, rather swiftly. It has entered the burial chamber. Um, we're dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Arab and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're dead. As you are there, and there, there's a glint of light from the other room shining into this one from the candle. A creature comes into the room with a, a head like some bizarre dragonish, crocodilish, jackalish thing. And it steps forward to the sarcophagus and puts its massive claws on the edge, looking towards the glinting light, and then it looks down at you. What do you do? I stab it in the eye. It's got gigantic teeth. 
stab it in the eye. Good. Oh, try it. Oh, my God. Go ahead and... Uh, I will try it. Make a fight roll. Or, uh, I had to bring our the plucky teenager is about to get plucked. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out the, the dagger and just go to scale. Hot one. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> That's good, right? One is good, right? Yeah. That's awesome. As you can get. That is an extreme. It is point blank. So you're going to get your full damage. What is your full damage? Yeah, uh, let's see. Has damage reduction on D4. <laughs> D4. Let's see if I have a bonus die. Ugh, my bonus damage is minus one, so three points of damage total. <laughs> but I think that it's doubled because yeah. right there. Blank, blank. Yeah. All right. Six, then. Six. You yeah. fucking take your knife and jam it right in the thing's eye. Our mascot's a badass. Saliva and its gigantic teeth dribble down onto you. Uh, the creature howls, and the sound is deafening in this area. And you can all do sanity checks, but the creature pulls back from you. As it pulls back, I bolt up and run for the other room with the other guys. Okay. Uh, for my sanity roll, I passed somehow. I, <laughs> yeah, I got a pass. Well, 34 out of 57. Uh, the two of you in the... Oh, you passed, uh, Zane? Yeah, I passed, yeah. All right. And you passed also. Um, I yeah. still think I, I Zane and uh, oh, we, I've got to take some. Yeah. To do D four. Yeah. Okay. D four. Okay. All right. Let me. D four. I've got a two. Just. I've got a two. All right. Um. I'll say D four. Yeah, so have that's have three. Have three. Cool. I should have had one of these out. Okay, I'm on thirty. Uh, fifty four. Sanity right. now. So it's a D four plus one. Yeah. My guess is that you're both screaming in German. Scheiße. Three, three, po- three points lost. All right. So you both lost three points. And you both yeah. screamed. And the thing is screaming and, and, and tearing at its, at its face because the dagger is stuck in there. Um, what, and and I've, run into, I've run into the, the room with you. Uh, it'll be 1d4 if you failed. And uh, you'll get two points if you, if you didn't fail. And as for me, I'm going to actually try to run, duck underneath the thing, and run into the which religious chamber. Into the dark? Yeah, away from the group. Try and distract it. All right, so you scrambled pretty much. Pretty much you've got the layout memorized by now in your absolute hair. Um, we'll assume that you managed to get there, whether you knock stuff over or not in the process. Uh, Dr. Uh, Garadex, you've run into the burial chamber. The rest of you have all fallen to the ground in, in horror and astonishment. And you can see the creature. It's hideous. Uh, it, it's, it's dressed in tatters. Obviously, the clothing didn't survive. But it obviously was once, at least from the neck down, a human being though it's grown to these enormous proportions. It's huge and muscular. And uh, it's, it's almost black. It's, it's brownish black in color. Um, its face is undescribable. It's huge jaws and teeth and had two eyes a little while ago, but uh, 
and obviously you can damage it. So um, the creature is recovering itself, and now it knows you're there. It is going to attack in the next round. What do you guys do? I hold up the the canoptic jar with the onk on it to see if it has an effect on how he behaves. Because in the symbol that we saw, the pharaoh was wielding something and it had an onk, the upside down onk in front of him and the, the monster seemed to have been curtailed to him. So I'm going to hold that onk jar right up there and see if it done dare messes with that creature. Okay. So you're standing there holding the onk jar. What are the other ones doing? Um, I'm going to grab the crowbar that's wrapped with the shirt or towel or whatever and try and light it on. I'm going to try and light it on fire. Uh, Okay. That happens rather easily. Dr. Harrigan? I will um, arm myself with whatever I can find. Uh, there, There was another weapon, wasn't there? Besides the, the, the axe, axe, the axe. There's the, axe, there's the, the, the kopesh, the sword that's got the little hook on the end of it. And Harris, Harris, do you have the kopesh? Yeah. He'll give it to you readily. He doesn't want it right now. He doesn't really use that. Okay, I will take it. So we'll assume that, that Trumbull and uh, Garadex and Harrigan are sort of hunkered down with uh, a torch and whatever else they have. Yeah. Uh, Harris has got the thing up and he's trying to threaten it with with this. Clear target. And I rolled a 16. The thing leaps through the air heading straight for Harris. It's literally going to land on him unless he dodges out of the way. Oh man. Here's hoping, right? I dodge. Double zero. Double Hopefully you drop it. I got a, I got a thirty. So if it's definitely, can I, can I make this note? If it's definitely going to be hitting me, I'm definitely throwing this canopic jar against the wall. Okay. Well, um, you said you got a thirty. No, no, no. That's my. That's what I have to roll under. I got a sixty-six. Mm. Push it. No. <laughs> Use if if I'm going down, I'm taking that thing and just chucking it at a wall. Um, well, except that your choice was to try to dodge, not try to throw the. So, it could in fall. that moment, the thing pounces on you, and it does. Holy shit! <laughs> no, that's, never that's never good. Hearing the keeper say, holy shit, that's definitely a bad sign. Uh, it did uh, 12 points of damage. To oh, shit. So I believe that it crushed you. That puts me at unconscious, exactly at zero. Okay. And the jar falls and shatters on the ground. Uh, let's see if it does. Uh, no, it rolls out of your hand. Oh, no. And, uh, Do we know a direction? Um, let's everybody do a luck roll, and whoever gets the best, it rolls towards you. Okay. Well, except for... in a whole other room, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I failed. 94 out of 35. <laughs> uh, I'm, I got a... Trouble, you 
<laughs> I got a forty. A I'm on a thirty-six. So no. Doctor Harrigan. Thirteen. Okay. <laughs> so it rolls right to your feet. I'm going to smash that jar with uh, Harrigan smash. Uh, with uh, your foot. Yeah, foot. All right, let's do let's do a stomp roll. <laughs> strength? Let's do a, yeah, let's do a strength roll. Strength well, plus size. <laughs> no, let's do a dexterity roll because you're going to try to jump up and stomp on it. Thing I already roll for strength. Flips <laughs> falls, cracks his head on something. Flips and flies on it. Then it was just trouble to save the entire day. Oh, it's a 55 out of 50. No. Well, please, your 10 points. Can I burn five? Yeah, burn five. I usually yeah, burn five. five. At most five. Okay, I'll All burn right. five. So. As the creature wheels and turns towards you, you jump up in the air and say, you know, die, motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> die! And, and jump onto the canopic jar, which shatters under your feet. And there is a squish, and the creature opens up its mouth and howls at you. And as it does this, it's internal structure, its guts, if you will, come blasting out of its mouth <laughs> all over you. Oh. Uh, and the creature slumps to the ground and dies. Uh, Sanity, Sanity was, yeah. When he saw that. For all, yeah. Advantage to being unconscious. Right? <laughs> Advantage to being in a whole nother room right now. Oh, I got a 16. <laughs> Um, so I passed, but can I do a constitution roll as well? Because I think yeah. I'd throw up. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah, you can all do constitution. Yeah, trauma. Uh, but uh, if, you, if you passed your sanity, I'll give you 1d4. If you failed it, 1d6. Okay. Okay. I failed my constitution roll. Um, I'm so sorry, I, I, lost, I, I lost one. I lost two sanity. If you failed um, your constitution, you barf. Yeah, I, I buffed. I buffed. I lost one sanity. The smell is horrible. The, uh... Oh, God. But, and I'm, like, frantically wiping at my face to get the, it off my face. So if they first save me, I'm just going to wake up covered in this crap? Is that what's... <laughs> oh, yeah, he needs... Eh, just leave him. It's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> did it fall on him? <laughs> You're down to zero, and it was a critical... Um, you have a major wound, right? I think the problem is, is that, well, does anybody have first aid? Just, just aid. standard. I do. I, I have 30% in it, which is just standard. Why don't yeah. you try? And yeah. all you're going to be able 30. to stabilize him. Can all of us attempt that? No, just well, Lambda wouldn't because he's in a different room. Who, yeah. who has the highest? Does I'm in a different room. room. 30 base. I'm 30 base. I have a 45. Oh, wow. Well, that's not helpful. All right. Just for me, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't even be thinking about trying to save him because he was a dick. Okay. <laughs> Trumbull will try and save him. Okay, Trumbull tries to save him. All right. I've been rolling you won't have to he dies, you know. Huh? You won't have to pay him if he dies. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay, I do pass 27 out of 30, so... You managed to bring him up to, you know, to keep him from bleeding out. But, Will, um, I, I would like, if you want, we can stop there, or I can ask you, do you do anything more to try to get out of here? Oh, I reckon we, we'd put dynamite, well, I'd say let's put dynamite at the slab and go up the other side and see if we can blow our way out. Last-ditch effort, otherwise we're not getting out. We only have that, right? One piece? That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And he was our only other hope of getting out. Can we, uh, how, has he made any leeway, like any, um, the creature, did he make any damage to the, to the slab or anything like that? When you go out there and you look, it's interesting, but you didn't notice before that there are sigils on that slab on this side. Um, it looks like he was actually trying to claw his way out the walls around the slab, but he didn't seem to be able to touch the slab. Um, well, I guess it's, yeah. Can we go the way he was going? Well, not without dynamite or, or a, uh, you know, pickaxe and, and, a, and a month to dig through it. Or you can wait and see if they can get you out. I don't think that's going to happen. What do you say, Jensa? I, I, I personally, I, I would like to get her as soon as possible. And and, and from from the, the the German fellows journal, it seemed like the men on the other side were forcibly trying to put them in the tomb. And I, I you know, Lambert heard the men laughing outside. And I, I don't think that they're really trying to get us out. Uh, can we hear them knocking? You know, doing what they were doing. Do a, do a listen roll. You can all do it if you want. Oh. Am I five? I've got a thirty-one out of forty. Oh, five out of thirty. If you put your ear against the door, you're pretty sure you can still hear people working out there. Well, at least if we oh. set the dynamite off, they're going to work even harder. Like, I don't know. Or we, or we blast them away. <laughs> Professor, they know I'm in here. And people, I have contacts on the outside world that know I'm here. The Lu- I am in contact with the Louvre to, uh, I have secured contracts. So they will come looking for me if, uh, if, if we wait. Now, if we dynamite this, this structure, it could destroy the entire thing and us with it. And we, we, there would be no, uh, no restitution for us. So what I recommend is, the threat seems to have been uh, ended for now. I suggest we, we wait. Well, I suppose uh, we, we take a vote. What, what do, what do uh, we all think? Uh, those in favor of, of waiting and, and doing nothing, say aye. Well, I reject your assumption around this, but I. And those in favor of using the dynamite to try and blow our way out. 
Aye. Say aye. Well, gentlemen, I... I'm only hearing two people. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's no vote from, from Harris or, or Lamba. I see yeah, pros and cons with both. I asked earlier <laughs> if I was unconscious still, and I didn't get a response, so I assumed I was. We'll say that by now you're, 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 you're still extremely injured, but you can... We've given you some water and some jerky. care. <laughs> right now, like he's, <laughs> he, he suggests getting us out of here. I need medical attention right away. So, so one for, one against, and Garatex, what's your... Well, uh, like, I, I suppose I'm, I, I, I see what, you know, um, Trumbull is saying, and, and I don't want to damage a lot of this, the, the, the hieroglyphics and all this thing. It's what we came here for, and, and Lambert is right. There's pros and cons in most situations. I will I, how, long, how long do we have water-wise... How long could we survive, like genuinely survive down here doing waiting before things became an issue? How long do we have? Well, water would be the biggest problem. Uh, you don't have much. Um, three days, maybe? Well, he rambles. I say I vote that we do it. <sighs> I, I, okay, Trumbull, Trumbull uh, interrupts and says, I will sweeten the deal, gentlemen, and I will double pay for all who agreed to wait and if if we end up using the dynamite and we survive which again i think is extremely unlikely you all will get nothing mr trumbull now you know i respect you and i respect your kin and uh, he's sitting there with like gashes or something like that like his head a concussion uh, he's like i saved I your just, life mr harris i I would defend you to my life, and I nearly did. But, sir, I need medical attention real bad. Otherwise, I am going to be dead. And you're going to have to tell my missus. So I obviously do the calculations of how much water we have and how long we would survive. Obviously. And so I, I, I estimate it sort of like, well, if, if we ration it, we, we could have about may, maybe three days between us all surviving on this water and the little food that I have. The food's not Let's, a problem. You could go for yeah. a month without food if you had. Um, and I said, well, we can, we'll give it, meet you halfway. We'll, we'll wait for at least another day, at least, you, from our calculations. And if, if by that point they, where there's no progress, there's nothing, then uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, Trumbull, uh, even a man of your stature, at that point you must realize that the chance to survive and get out of this place than die in here is, is much more worth than anything we found in here. All right, Professor, I agree to your stipulations. We shall wait for 24 hours. And we ration the candles and, and everything like that as well. Well, you have enough candle for four hours, so however you want to use that. You've probably only got enough for three now because you've used up Mm. Most of this took place within an hour uh, at the beginning. I don't know how you're, much you're trapped in for on. I need to see, seek medical help. Harris, you just quiet down now. I feel like you don't the care. The man is injured. Like, I've served you for so long. Well, technically, in his case, every hour... I have to get a first aid check. You have to do a... yeah. Uh, a constitution check and if you fail 
you slip into unconsciousness. So rather than go through that, um, do a luck roll for me. Does, does everyone else agree to that whole waiting for estimated a, a, a day? No. Dr. Lambert? I don't get paid to think, Professor. What'd you get? Well, yes, you do. <laughs> Hair it fell tough. I would like to spend luck to make my luck. That's... <laughs> All right, this is just the way the dice roll. So uh, an hour goes by and uh, Clyde slips into unconsciousness. Um, do you guys want to change anything? Do you want to continue to wait? I, uh, we have water, don't we? A little bit at least. I, uh, <laughs> Take a little bit of water and sprinkle on his face. Try to wake him up. Okay, he doesn't wake up. I, Can I do a um, first aid check on him? Sure. Can I do okay. one as well, or just only one at a time? Just just one. Okay. I got a natural one. Oh, nice. Okay. So uh, you seem to know what to do. You double up your fist and punch him in the face, and he wakes right up. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've wanted to do oh, that for oh, quite a oh, while now. But I take six damage <laughs> and <laughs> let's let's just end it this way then. We'll say that after five hours, um the crew outside manage to move the slab and let you out. <sighs> um you end up being fabulously wealthy. Um and I leave the dynamite and put it in his pocket. You were heralded as uh, uh, discoverers of this tomb. And you, you begin to document the first information about Pharaoh Nephrin Ka, the dark pharaoh. And it's highly controversial. Uh, uh, all right. And that's the way our story is going to end. So what happened? Um, <laughs> Uh, the German fellow and his colleagues found the tomb uh, back in the uh, early part of the century. Uh, they uh, attempted to uh, uh, excavate it. Uh, the whole whole entry chamber was filled with uh, limestone chips. So it took them a week to clear all of that out. And then they went inside and they saw the treasure. Unfortunately, the people they were dealing with, the, uh, the workers were highly superstitious. And there had been legends about a black pharaoh. And when they saw these things, they turned on the, uh, the two men and murdered one of them. And the other one, they were going to try to seal him in the tomb. But uh, he had escaped them. What he actually did was go into the tomb in the hopes of... Uh, snatching some of the stuff and getting out and the creature got to him before he could uh, get out. Um, unfortunately for him also is in the, at the same time, the crew had then sealed it closed and buried it, reburied it. So the creature couldn't get out. The creature just went back to sleep. 
Um, and that's where you guys came in later. You thought you discovered a new tomb, but it was in fact one that had already been discovered. Um, had you used the dynamite, you would have all died. Uh, you would have brought down the, the passageway, which would have caused the middle chamber to collapse, and then everything would have collapsed around you. And that's what happened to the last gang that played the game. They didn't even hesitate. They they saw the monster and they just threw the dynamite. You guys were pushing for it. You know? <laughs> and, uh... had, had to throw some difference, you know, in there. Yeah, I would have. I would have hesitated really well. I would have hesitated. So hang on. Did you say as soon as the creature came out, they threw Sorry. the dynamite? They did. They they were terrified of the dyna the, the creature, and they just threw the dynamite at it. Right, so at least we got further than that. Yeah. Um, kind of put, kind they, of put two, two together. They didn't find the canopic jars. They didn't, they didn't get anywhere as, as far oh, as Oh, jeez. Uh, well done. It was a very interesting uh, story for you guys. Uh, uh, anyway, let me finish. Um, our players included Troy Wheeldryer, Zane Fleming, Mike Ray, Tim Hart, and Jeff Beck with myself as a Keeper of the Secrets. Uh, we're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. Uh, the music that we're using was provided by the very talented Alex Vargas, who wrote this piece especially for us. We hope to hear more music from him in the future. Our many thanks. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. Our players and our patrons love reading them and answering your questions. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.